Hey, this is Gary. This is Mike. And Daniel. We're not professionals. We're just three addicts sharing our experiences, strength, and hope regarding recovery. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives. Welcome to another episode of the 12th Step Podcast. This is Gary. And this is Daniel. And tonight, we would like to welcome Shane. That is a much better intro than mine, my last episode intro. <laughs> I appreciate the invitation to be here, and I'm grateful to be a part of it. Shane has decided to join us once again to address some of the questions that a number of our listeners have sent into us. And I have a good one for you now. This is a good one. And before we jump out, I just want to say uh, you know, a thank you to all these listeners that have reached out to oh, us. Oh, yeah. Because Absolutely. You know, it's great when we hear uh, questions coming in from listeners so that we can kind of fine-tune what we're talking about not, more, not to what only, they want. Real-life situations are so much more enjoyable to deal with in these processes than oh, yeah. us just trying to make up topics or, yeah. or move in those circles. So please keep those coming in. This is wonderful. And thank you for listening. Yes. It's nice to know there are people out there listening. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. All right, guys. We've got a really good one to unpack. And I think I think this is actually a, a bigger question than, than maybe he realized. I think the last... You know, the last two episodes and this one, that, that's how it's been. These questions are a lot bigger than they've actually come in written as. All right. You ready for this? Yes. How do I keep my recovery while subverting the guilt and shame that comes from my religion. Okay, so there's a couple couple things that couple things I, I want to and I think I think by the use of the word subverting, subverting the guilt and shame. I I think he means how how do I how do I keep recovering while dealing with the game or by dealing with the guilt and shame that that came into his life as a result of that's what I'm. I would assume because the word "subvert" is kind of odd in in this. I, I you know, I, we kind of talked about it before we started, but it's it's kind of not the right word to use. And and it may be depending on his context. So I think we'll try to we'll try to t- kind of take it from that context yeah. that makes it correct. Um, Gary had pointed out that the subverting was more about the guilt and shame yeah. Yeah. than it was about the religion. Yeah. How, how do I? Yeah. How do I overcome or how do I get rid of the shame and guilt right. that I'm feeling based on my religious structure? Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. So hopefully we'll have some insights tonight. This is certainly a, a question that I deal with a lot in my practice. Um, most of you, I think, probably understand that we're based out of Utah, which means we get uh, a pretty heavy dose of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints mm-hmm. in, in my office. Um, but I, I think that there's an element, in my experience, there's an element of just about any religion that can come across as shaming or guilt-ridden. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that you know, maybe a disclaimer, we're going to try to speak to that element yes. tonight mm-hmm. as opposed to doing any kind of, you know, hopefully there's no inference in here about any religion or, or anything that way because... Yep people get to choose and believe what they need to choose and believe right so we are painting with some very broad strokes yes but i I think that if you are i think that if you grow up in any kind of a a i don't know say strict environment Mm -hmm. that 
that guilt and shame are possible outcomes from that environment. All right, so there, there, are, a couple, there are a couple things. Now, now keep in mind that, that a lot of what I'm, I'm going to share and say are coming from my own personal experience, okay? Um, and I, I found that as I kind of looked back over my, over my life and my recovery, that a lot, of, a lot of the guilt and shame that I felt had more to do with how I was interpreting what was being shared with me more than what the intent of, of what Correct. was being shared. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I was the same way. So, so that's something to keep in mind. That's something to keep in mind. Um, I think we have an airplane or something. something to keep in mind now having said that i think i think the place that i would like to start maybe the discussion is let's talk a little bit about the difference between um spirituality and religiosity is that how you like to say that religion the difference difference between um religion and spirituality per se who wants to start go for it you're already speaking i'm already gone all right Okay, so I think spirituality is, it's, a, it's an intrinsic part of who and what you are. Everybody yeah. has spiritual needs. Okay, that might, lo- that might look different from everybody. Even our 12 steps, we have to acknowledge our higher power as we understand him. And that, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of room for interpretation there or however you want to approach it. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen very traditional views of, of God and I've seen very... Non-traditional, non-traditional yeah. views of God, but the acknowledgement that there is a higher power that can restore me to sanity if I'm willing to turn my life and will over to them is an intrinsical part of it. It is a spiritual recovery. So yes. we have spiritual needs. That is a very different idea than religion. Yes. And I found that in my own life, once, once I realized that my religion, whatever it was I chose that I chose to exercise... What, that that its purpose in my life was to facilitate my spiritual growth, mm-hmm. not necessarily dictate it, or or maybe even judge it or determine it or mm-hmm. or you know that it was there to facilitate my spiritual growth as I pra- practiced whatever its principles were. Then suddenly, my religion became an extremely important and very valuable tool to my recovery. But I had to. But I had to address a lot of things and change my thinking about it to overcome a lot of the guilt and shame that got on board through my formative years, connected with my with my acting out. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've often said, I've often said, you know, because somehow I got into my head that that I needed to be perfect, and when I, in, in fact, the phrase is I could do no wrong. I was I was some. Oh, it was my mother. I love her. And one time she said, one time, well, not one time. She used to say it all the time. But she said, Gary can do no wrong. And and she was actually very proud of me. And she was trying to express how proud she was of the accomplishments and the things that I had done. But the way that I took that into my life was, um, she'd say, Gary could do no wrong. And, and I internalized that I am not allowed to make any mistakes. I can do no wrong. All right. Which created a tremendous amount of guilt and shame every time that I did do something wrong. It also cut me off from the ability to process that or talk about it. It became a secret and and 
you know, and, and that actually kind of spilled over into a lot of my religious practice too, because I can't talk to my parents. I'm certainly not talking to my clergy. I'm certainly not, not talking to anybody. But see, but, but that's an example of what I mean by that had more to do with me and the way that I internalized that than actually what the message, what the message was, or right. what my religious yeah. leaders were trying <clears throat> to help me out with. Certainly, we see this a lot in in our recovery process, in the therapy, and and whatever else. And from a from a very simplistic standpoint, and and this can be interpreted however it needs to be interpreted by those that hear it. I try to help my clients understand that there's a difference between spirituality and religiosity, mm-hmm. and that there's a difference between church and gospel. I, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So it, as a brief um, idea of what the differences of those are, um, gospel is the way God presents how he wants us to live mm-hmm. and what his view of how that is to come about. Church becomes a vehicle to be able to present that. Church becomes a roadmap, if you will, or, or a guideline of how to live God's gospel. Mm-hmm. Right? Religiosity tends to develop from the church perspective in that the religion and the guidelines and the, and the belief systems in the religion become the overarching focal point in a person's life, whereas spirituality becomes the gospel perspective of developing our own personal relationship with God, understanding our relationship with Him and, and, and how He wants us to be. I think they all have their place, and I think they're all beneficial, but it's very important for each individual person to understand their own relationship with God as they understand Him. And to find within them and through Him what that gospel perspective is. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it matters what religion you're in um, to be able to, to separate those pieces out and to understand that, that whatever that religion means to you is going to be manifest so much more clearly through your individual relationship with that deity, yeah. however you see them. Well, for me, one of the things, because I had the same guilt and shame, and um, one of the things that really helped me is I was going through my recovery. I was talking to a friend of mine, that great scholar, knows so many different languages, but he talked to me about you know the 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 Hebrew Bible and the word telos, which you know, because perfect always sat wrong with me. Like I can never be perfect, but. Because I can't make that, I always had this guilt and shame every time I made a mistake because then I can't hit that bar because I've made him another mistake. I keep keep going lower. But talking to him, he's like, well, the, the word they translated that from, they mistranslated it. It's not perfect. Uh, so it's I guess it's telos or something, however it's pronounced. But that How it can translate to perfect, but the other way it translates to is the ultimate result of an event or a purpose. And so at that point, I'm like, well, yeah, I can, I can make it to the end of my life. I can strive to be a better person and constantly be learning and evolving. That's simple. That's easy for me to do. And that kind of helped me to let go of that guilt and shame because, like, okay, I can make mistakes and still be better. I can become a better person. You know, uh, it's like Shane has said multiple times in these groups, you know, nothing's lost. 
know, I've learned, even though I've made that mistake, I've still learned up to that point. Now I can learn from this and I can move forward. Uh, so that helped me to let go of a lot of that guilt and shame, which I feel is more on the spirituality side of things, uh, because that's 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 reachable. Where you know these hard boundaries, I shouldn't say boundaries or rules, are very restrictive. Um, so it's it's hard not to feel like oh well I didn't do that, you know. And I guess it's kind of that addict thinking of well I didn't do that right, so I must be bad. Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking, okay, I didn't do that right. What did I learn from it? What are the gifts from it? How do I move forward? I think, you know, I, I well, just like anything else, um, recovery, spirituality, those are skills that may, need to be learned and developed and practiced. Mm-hmm. That's, why, that's why I use the word, you practice your religion. And I think very, very often, feelings of guilt and shame, um, at least for me, it was very much, a, I'm, missing the forest for the trees kind, mm-hmm. kind of an idea does that make sense yeah um so as i as i went back through my recovery and started addressing a lot of these things and i and i started to ask myself okay why do i practice this religion what is the why behind my why what is why why is this something that i want to continue with in my life and if it is why do i want to continue with it yeah you know and you know i i wrestled i wrestled with that very very seriously for probably two years in in my process as i was was putting that back together and and quite honestly it was it was kind of interesting because at the beginning of the process i i could not see how i could i could ever live up to those ideals in fact the idea of trying again really really frightened me because i was so i i just didn't see how it could possibly be Mm mm-hmm and then after these years of putting things back together, by the time that I was ready to engage in that again, it, I wanted it so badly. You, you know, I, I wanted to re-engage in that, and 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 then and then it became. Then it was no longer a source of guilt or shame. It was actually a really powerful source of of hope. Yeah, you, you know, and and encouragement. It, it, it's. My religious experience now is so different from what it was. Uh, sometimes I have a hard time wrapping my my head around that it's well, it's not the same thing. I'm not yeah. I'm not the same involved in it. So, as you're addressing these things and you're addressing you know whatever whatever belief system you adhere to or, or whatever your experience with religion is, Mike is very he loves saying don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's fair. That's fair. As you look back over this, you know, find find the the, the embers of good experience and hang on to those. You know, and, and disregard the ash and separate separate from yourself, you know, where you know where where has my addiction actually been the fuel of a lot of that that shame. Yeah. And, cool. and, you know. Not only that, I mean, you know, we have to challenge some of those negative beliefs we've created. Sure. You know, that's something that I've had to do is, you know, challenge those belief systems and like, okay, do I feel this way or do I believe these things happen because of certain beliefs I hold? Or, you know, like you said, did I misconstrue something 
at a younger age and so it kind of set up the way i viewed things right you know for the longest time i always thought you know god was this iron-fisted deity up there that you know just was waiting for the next moment to throw a lightning bolt at me but as my views have changed you know even looking back in the the old testament at the you know the time the jews were at, in egypt and he could have sent the angel of death that first time and wiped everyone out but no he gave them nine other opportunities before then you know so that's a very kind loving deity that's like hey just let him go yeah. and then they don't and like any other child it's like okay well here's a consequence yeah. let him go nope and Dude. here's another one and looking back at them like man like no wonder i wasn't smote years ago yeah. you know doing, doing i didn't mean to step no down. you're fine because you know he cares he yeah. loves yeah. doing my step 11 work has done so much <laughs> yeah. so much for me so much for me and in fact it doesn't get much yeah. better than step 11 yeah step 11 so nice I'll get there one day. <laughs> well, do you know what? In a lot of ways, you're already doing a lot of the work, you know? Yeah. But. Just had to get past four. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Thanks for the gentle nudge. <laughs> I love. Well, I think. I had a thought and it escaped me. Somebody say something so we're not enjoying this companion. So I had, a, I had a thought. All right. <clears throat> as we were talking about this, um, I had a pretty special experience a few years ago um, with one of my clients in treatment with me. Um, I'm not going to go into detail about the story, but will suffice it to say that um, he passed away shortly after completing his treatment with me. And due to the nature of his religion and where he stood within that religion at the time of his passing, um, I was troubled by by what that meant, um, what was going to happen, um, just you know the unknowns that <clears throat> most of us struggle with from time to time. So I spent a lot of time in in uh, prayer and meditation um, over that next several days, and I received what I'll call a gentle rebuke by my higher power. Um, because the message that I got, and I think this is an important message for all addicts to remember, especially those who are religious, who belong to any religion, uh, because this question applies. And, and, you know, God bless the, the listener who sent this question in, because that's a, that's a powerful, powerful question for, for so many of us. But the gentle rebuke that I got back from my higher power was a reminder that I did not need to worry about that man that he was with God and that once again God reminded me I don't care where you're at on this path I only care what direction you're going mm-hmm. and then he gently reminded me to pay attention to my path and to those people that he places in my path um, as an opportunity to help and it was very enlightening very supportive very good for me to hear that and to remember yeah. that. And I would want all of the listeners to remember that. If you're a religious person or a non-religious person, whatever your belief is around higher powers, they don't care where you're at on this path. They only care what direction you're headed. Mm-hmm. I remembered my thoughts. <clears throat> also, I'm glad I bought you some time. Yeah, thank yeah. You. Also remember, also remember, um, as you're considering and going through this kind of stuff and revisiting some of your experiences, 
with with your religious organization remember that it's full of flawed people oh yeah and do you know some of them are just doing the very best they can with what they have and sometimes they're just not good at it yet you know and and i'm gonna i'm gonna include myself in that you know and you know I, I look back on a lot of the things that gave me guilt and shame, and I realized, you know what? There was no malice in that person. Mm-hmm. They did the very best they could with what they had, and 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 you know, in some of those specific moments, they they didn't have what they needed. They didn't have have what I needed, so they could you know give that to me. But yeah. that that's not. It's it's just full of. What is it? We're just full of flawed people. I'm sure. Well, they're yeah. they're just as much a work in progress as we are. Yeah, sure. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I think so. that's the that's the statement, right? Church is a hospital for sinners, not a sanctuary for saints. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. So we're all in the same boat, trying to make our way. Yeah. So you know, and the great thing about I mean, this question is you know, like you said, I mean, they they jumped out and took a leap of faith to throw out this question it probably wasn't easy mm-hmm. and you know i hope we've hit the, the some of the topics or at least given you some information that you can help with you know uh you know, stay true to you stay true to your recovery mm-hmm. you know uh you know work with your therapist on letting go of that guilt and shame if you're still harboring that and holding on to that because i mean that's really going to be kind of a rock that's dragging you but you know down while you're trying to make your recovery happen yeah, you need def- definitely need to work through that so that you can, you know, become more buoyant and uh-huh. reach the top. It's easy to forget sometimes that other people only have as much power as we give them. That's mm-hmm. also true. And so, if we're feeling that shame, <clears throat> chances are it's us that's doing that yep. Yep. by internalizing whatever it is that's being said, rather than realizing what they think of me is of no consequence. Right? What other people think of you is none of your business. Don't worry about that stuff what you think of you is what really matters. And Mm -hmm. if you're doing that to yourself, if you're beating yourself up, if you're shaming yourself for, for anything that's gone on or is still going on or whatever else, work through that with your therapist. There Mm -hmm. are wonderful ways of removing that shame from your life and allowing you to get back to what's true and important. It's kind of funny that you said that you guys were talking about that. And I was thinking about it. I thought, you know, my, no, no, bear with me while I say this. My religious practice now is far more a personal experience, even though I go to like a community or a social place to do it, where I think before a lot of it was a social experience Mm -hmm. more than a personal one. It's far more personal. I go there for my reasons and and for my purpose, and and I'm glad that there are people there, and I'm giving them space. I'm holding space for them to do their thing, Yeah, you know, while I'm allowing myself to do mine. And then, so... The other thing that I wanted to mention before we wrap this up is, again, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. There's good things there. Find them and keep them. Yeah. All right. And as you do that, also remember that whatever it is you've experienced in your life, and I, I absolutely know this to be real, okay, if you turn your life and your will over to your higher power, there is, there is nothing wasted. All things will work together for your good. And and it will give you wisdom and experience that will uniquely qualify you to put you in a position where you will be able to help 
the next guy along. You, yeah. you, your step 11 will facilitate your step 12. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'd definitely back that up. I mean, just the things that I've gone through over the last few years. And if I would have been the me prior to that, man, life was would have been horrible and miserable and Shane would have made millions probably. Uh, but I'm not sure Shane's ever going to make millions. But, <laughs> but you know, I would have been in here like or, or that or Shane would have never it would have been like day in, day out. Like every hour slot would have been me. But, <laughs> you know, I had the tools that even though all those things were going through, I knew my higher power was with me. Uh-huh. I had no doubt about that. And because of my recovery... I was honest and open, and things did not happen in the worst possible way they could have. There were still some consequences. Things still happened, but it could have been a lot worse, and it wasn't. It wasn't as bad, and things are in a much better place now than they were you know, prior to my showing up into Shane's office for the very first time. So, I, you know, the process works. You know, our higher power is there, whether we want to acknowledge he's there or not. You know, even through all the the crappy things I've done in my life, he was still there. He was just yep. waiting, waiting for me to say, "All right, help me out." So I I don't know how to handle this anymore. So, yeah. and then and then things click into place as long as you're paying attention and not willing to fight back. Do you know? Since we're kind of talking a little bit about guilt and shame, mm-hmm. I think that. Um, you know, I've often said I've done some truly terrible things, but I think the biggest mistake I ever made was was giving into that shame piece. Yeah, and believing that I was somehow beyond saving. Yes, right. you know, listening, listening to the that I am something wrong. Yes, you, you know. So, yeah, you do definitely need to address this kind of stuff. And if you're an addict, you're dealing with a lot of shame. Yes, yep. which is self-imposed can be i think yeah. you know most of us grew up in <clears throat> shame-based families and and knowing what we know about shame there are two options you can either pass it on or pass it back yeah um this this shame was passed on to us now we have to decide what we're going to do with that uh if we're giving away our power if we're letting other people control how we feel about ourselves then we're going to continue to heap shame um, yeah but you have the right and the ability to stop that process in your own recovery that was good yeah <clears throat> i hope we did it justice and if not i hope that 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 listener will reach out to us again because i love this topic yeah we could revisit this again for sure yeah so if you have further information or want to kind of fine-tune it dial it in for us a little bit better like yeah you know it was great what you, the information you provided but this is really where it's coming from or this is what i'm feeling or or, or so on and so forth, uh, reach out to us again and let us know, and we'll definitely readdress this and you know, fine-tune it for you and see if we can get dive in deeper, give you better information. Fantastic. This has been another episode of the 12th Step Podcast, and this is Gary saying do the next right thing. And this is Daniel saying find the humility in your recovery. You want to say goodbye, Shane? I'm just saying I'm grateful to be here. Thank you, listeners, for... Uh, keeping these guys employed in this and for helping them out in their recovery as well. Um, any of the the personal information that we get from listeners is so much more fulfilling in these podcasts. So thank you so much. Keep those emails coming.
Thank you for listening to the podcast. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, thoughts, or concerns, or have any suggestions for future episodes, please contact us at 12thsteppodcast at gmail.com. That is 1-2-T-H-STEP-PODCAST at gmail.com. As a fellowship of recovering addicts, Sex Addicts Anonymous offers a message of hope to anyone who suffers from sex addiction. Check out saa-recovery.org.